Uh, you're definitely not rubbing that stench on my leather interiors. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> We are broadcasting to you live from the Zamp Command Center here in crazy Vermont. And there was a big delay there at the beginning because my MacBook just like froze when I went to go turn that down and didn't know if anything was working or not. It's been one of those days. Yes, it has. But now I'm here to talk about zombies, so it's going to get better. I am Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, my fellow survivors. I have the busy zombie lord, Lou Page, here. Howdy. How are you, sir? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. How's the weather over in Maine? Uh, rainy. Well, speaking of rainy, you didn't really help me out there, Lou. Nope. <laughs> uh, joining us north over the wall, Canada's own Ryan Murphy. Yeah, the only one. Actually, that's not true. I, I worked with uh, two other Ryan Murphys. You just sounded so like I introduced you all like, Ryan Murphy. You're like, yeah. Yep. I'm here. I'm not going to lie to you. Get the show over with. Or the show. Or our fine-ass listeners. You heard me. You know who you are out there. Uh, I'm just just really kind of tired a little bit. Not of The Walking Dead, which which is great because we've been literally watching it for weeks on end, like, uh, since February. And we're probably going to be watching it all year long. Yeah. You know what? It's like... uh, it's like a weekly get-together with your favorite friends that almost get eaten by other people. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that sounds days, like a right? Saturday night for me. It's a Sunday night, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I just want to make sure that you uh, don't mislead the uh, the fine people. All right. Well, you know what? We got some Fear of the Walking Dead to talk about, and we won't hold you up too long there, Ryan Murphy. And if I hear any snoring, I swear to no, God. No, no, no. We're going to do the longest show, I think, is what we're doing. I I can make that work. Do it. I, I can I, I can make that work, dude. Let's talk about Michonne. <laughs> Let's talk about season seven. Who did it? Who done it? Who's going to do it? And who's going to did it? Hashtag. I'm just I'm thinking. Gonna get, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the news there, Ryan. Perfect. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have the right sound bumper, so I'm gonna play this. Getting down and nerdy. See? with the news. Uh, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> kind of fit today. Uh, Humble Bundle's offering a book sale on hacking. What does that have to do with zombies, you ask? Yeah, what there does that have to a, do with zombies? There is, I ask. there is a Maker's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse book in this bundle. For 14, what do you got to pay? 14 what? 71. And you get it's an expensive one, book. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Nine, ten, eleven books on hacking, and one of them is zombie related. So the book on hacking for zombie related things is basically um, it's a book for people that want to make things, but also enjoy post apocalyptic scenarios. Um, I was kind of looking through it. They have like apocalypse basics, uh, how to generate electricity, using electricity, zombie alarms, surveillance, and using Raspberry Pis. Mm. Uh, not the kind you eat, Ryan. <laughs> Um, remote access and detect open doors, environmental monitoring, building a control center for your base. Whoa. Zombie distractors, communicating with other survivors, and haptic communications. Apparently, like there's it. It, there's directions on how to take a disposable camera and turn it into a flashbang. Yeah. Oh, neat. This is, 
I, you know what? I kind of want this book. <laughs> my, <laughs> I, 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 I am waiting for my payday this week, and I'm planning on buying this. I bundle. think I'm gonna buy it. Um, <laughs> I might spend the fifteen and get the extra uh, four books on top of that bundle because uh, it's an extra, you know, twenty nine cents. But um, not really. Not that I really care about any of the hacking books, but this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's it's rad and. Um like looking like just talk about the other hacking books books for a second like this is not a hacking show is it can we not hack the system (laughs) anyways no but seriously though the other books in the bundle it would be at least interesting to look at the other ones but no the the meat of the meat of the puzzle here is is definitely that uh that zombie puzzles (laughs) (laughs) well that hacking book for zombie the zombie apocalypse It, it reminds me of that uh, cookbook that we had on the show. Oh, that was exactly. fun, wasn't it? <laughs> what? That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to pick this up, and if I do, I'll let you guys know. I'll, I'll kind of peruse through it. Can you build a command center now? And then you can actually, without a doubt, not lie, saying you're in the command center. <laughs> you don't know I'm not. <laughs> well, you just said you need to buy a book to build the command centers. Therefore, you don't are in the... Yeah. There's a new trailer out for Dead Island, the definitive collection. <laughs> How definitive is it, Bob? It's the same game remade. It, it looks exactly the same, and it doesn't look like they HD'd it much. They said they remastered it. Doesn't look it. More like re-astered it. Oh, well, it's $20. Oh, wait. Uh Oh, I see. It's 40. two different games. I'm confused. Uh, I'm confused, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though, it doesn't... Just stop making Dead Island over and over again. Uh, Give us a new one. Yeah. What's Retro Revenge? I'm I'm just reading the the press release. It says Dead Island Definitive Collection is a compilation containing Dead Island Definitive Edition and Dead Island Riptide Definitive Edition and will be available at retail <laughs> for $40 and digital. In addition, Dead Island Retro Revenge will be included in the retail version of Dead Island Definitive Collection for free. But then it goes on to say... Can you say Definitive Collection one more time for me? Oh, they're sold separately. Dead Island Definitive Edition and Dead Island (laughs) Riptide Definitive Edition will actually be available separately, digitally, for $20 each. What was that that Resident Evil game you were playing? Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Now, Now, mind you, guys, okay. Gun to your head. Zombies surrounding you, and you have a weird pipe that has, like, a flame electricity power up. To your head what do you buy you have to play through it do you buy dead island definitive edition or dead island riptide definitive edition <laughs> i'm confused I, I think i would do the dead island definitive collection or edition not the collection you don't get you just choose. the edition i'll buy the dead island definitive edition for twenty dollars yeah okay i uh, i will just play the version of the regular edition that i already own <laughs> that wasn't the what are the options Lou? yeah you just you just got uh yeah, Lucille. Lucille, uh, was that not? Yeah. Oh man, why so, aren't they making the second one? Can we not have that? Yeah, I want that. That's, this is my concern with this. Is like, oh yeah, let's watch the trailer. And by the way, these guys they hype themselves up a little too much. I think they're all like, "We are the best zombie game ever," and we're Just gonna the- release it again because we need more money. Yeah, pretty I much. That's kind of. I, I don't know where they're going with their series, but they're not sucking me in anymore. Well, Dead yeah. Island, Dead Island Two is supposed to come out last year, right? Yep, and yeah. then it was postponed again. 
Kind of indefinitely. Like they, they yep. did they announce the new yeah, the new developer was Sumo Digital, right? Yep. And uh that kart racing developer. So can we expect yep. it to be a kart racer? Is that really what we're gonna I'm assuming so I'm one of those ignorant uh, internet people. Did <laughs> I do a good impression? Yeah, you did all right. Perfect. Almost a little too natural. Well, sometimes I like uh I'm not ignorant, but I play one on T V. <laughs> so I don't know. I I, I want to talk about this this little subject here real quick though. What's that? The Barking Dead. It's not really the Barking Dead. It's a post-apocalyptic comic featuring dogs. This sounds awesome to me. It kind of does, right? It's a comic series called Legend, and it um tells the tale <laughs> tale um, of a world where humans no longer exist and domesticated animals have to find their way in a barren wasteland. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of a neat idea. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Um, is this the book that we finally learn who let the dogs out? God, Ryan, I'm what? just going to kick you off this call No, right don't. Now. <laughs> That's the last one. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did someone who started a segment on the show for the last, like, 100 episodes, the bad zombie joke, I say something ridiculous in my lack of sleep nature, and uh, and I get threatened to kick... Okay, well, I didn't know we crossed the line of dog jokes, everybody. So uh, You offended me. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, evidently. Um, Click. You know what would be funny? It would be kind of funny to have, like, an on-the-air argument and just... <laughs> Hang up on someone. Just all right. I'm done with you. But I'm recording, right? So if I'm recording, they wouldn't get like your side. They just get. Oh yeah. Oh, you'd you'd be on the other end going. Oh yeah. I'd be really (laughs) sad. I'm just saying. That'll go. That'll be on the uh, VH1 behind the podcast as one of the lost episodes. Write that down. That's a solid idea. So, um, the Barking Dead. This is a comic. Uh, I'm just reading through here. It's It's not called the Barking Dead. Is it? Is that not what it's called? <laughs> no, that's what the name of the article is called. It should be called The Barking Dead is really what people are getting at here. It's the people called Legend. Spoken. It's called Legend. <laughs> it's, it's called Legend, and it's being described as Watership Down meets The Walking Dead. But I just think really everyone's asking this question, why isn't it called The Barking Dead? <laughs> you ever read that book, Watership Down? I thought you were going to say I don't know what that is. I have. I read it a long time ago. Yeah, is that a movie now? Netflix is grabbing it, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be a, an animated thing. So and uh, it's gonna be dark and it's gonna be dark and scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sad. Spoilers. Um, anyway, comic book. It's coming. It features dogs. Apocalyptic world. Now, if you don't want to be in part of a dog-only apocalyptic environment, there are seven tips on how to survive a zombie apocalypse by scientists mm. so we're gonna go over these one by one great uh <laughs> another one of these lists and i found it and i thought it was so fun. i want to just get your takes real quick on them i haven't read this yet so i'm learning okay good don't open the tab so i shouldn't uh, open the article no i want to see i want to get your take on it okay say actually i'll ask you the question ryan what uh-huh. do you think mm-hmm. is the number one thing that you would need to do in order to survive the zombie apocalypse. And I'll see if the scientists agree with you. Okay. Can we start now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> power pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were playing the clip. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, right? Uh, right. I, I mean, like, you know, canned food. Uh, store it in a place where you can get to it. Oh, no. Right. 
Uh, learn how to use guns? No. Jeez. Uh, have something uh, sharp None in and around no. the house. No? Um, no. Camping. All right, Get Ryan. used to camping. All right, Ryan. We're going to give you number one. Be good at pooping over a log. What? <laughs> no. Run, run for the hills. Really? I hate running up The hills. best way to survive is actually to run for the country areas, and particularly sparsely populated mountains. The researchers give the example of the Rockies, but the Cairngorms ought to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that mountain line is, but anyway, um, they say given the dynamics of the disease, once the zombies invade more sparsely populated areas, the whole outbreak slows down. There are fewer humans to bite, so you start creating zombies at a slower rate, um, recommending that people should head for nearby mountains if there's actually a zombie outbreak. My only problem with that is if everyone reads this, then the sparsely populated mountains will be populated. <laughs> but but yep. um, didn't, uh, didn't Herschel kind of have his farm on the... Sort of sparsely populated area. It was it was in the middle of nowhere, right? Well, yeah, but he had a bunch of zombies in the. In the I show. guess he yeah, wasn't he doing was himself. Any, them. Yeah, he wasn't doing himself any favors by like basically yeah. creating a death trap. Um, yeah, no, I mean my my uh, parents own like 150 acres of uh, of land, so like you could probably like go there and that'd be pretty sparse. Go there and yeah. set up a fence and shit. All right, all right, Ryan. What do what? you think number two is? Oh, we're doing this. Um. Uh, keep extra gasoline in the house. Don't try to fight is number two. Don't try and fight. Okay. Yeah. So you just They're give trying, up? They say, trying to fight would be useless. They don't have neural responses to care about pain, so they would be too hard to fight. What? Why don't you stab him in the head? Like uh, like old Daryl Dixon. Just give him a good one right in the side of the head. You know what, though? I Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. You. I th- I don't know if the article is trying to say don't like push him around or try and hurt him or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's meaning don't instigate fights. Like if you have to kill them, kill hey, them. But but <laughs> but don't don't think that you can run into a crowd of them and kill them. Is what I think they're getting at. Tyrese could. So number three is try to distract them. Damage to the zombies' posterior part <laughs> cortex would mean that they were extremely easy to distract. Try fireworks to create a loud noise. And as our, as our buddy Nick knows, too, pretend to be a zombie. If confronted with a herd of the undead with no clear avenue of escape, do what Sean and his friends did in Sean of the Dead, act like a zombie. Yep. That's a dangerous one. <laughs> you yeah. got to be on it. Like, ah. You just got to think about that and go, is it worth the risk? Uh, number five is pretty obvious. It's keep quiet. Number six don't plead or reason with them. I feel like these scientists have no idea how have much people ever know about watch <laughs> The Walking Dead. Like, I'm not sure I understand this list. It's like, what if zombies were just like really ignorant people? Like, maybe that's what we're, you know, like ball goers, like senior walkers. Like, you know, you don't want to reason with them. You don't want to fight with them because they don't feel pain. They have so much pills in them. So I just think that really we should make a list that makes no sense. And, you know, old people hate hills. So it's kind of like, you know, they're walkers, terrain. It's terrible. And, and number seven. Okay, yeah, what's that? Run. Yeah, old people can't the, run. The, well, the, the brain damage that they'd be suffering from would sl- cause them to be much slower than the average person. So you'd be able to outrun them pretty easily. I mean, to like, I wouldn't have gone like straight zombie, to brain damage. but like, This yeah. is zombie 101. <laughs> like... This is uh, like if no one knew what a zombie was and like you had to explain it to him, you'd be like, all right, these are zombies well, and these are the seven things you should do. This is f- done, this article did come from the Metro UK, so I don't know. Maybe zombies haven't it made it like over there yet. 
Yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe people over in the UK don't understand zombies. <laughs> but did, well, they had Shaun of the Dead. I think that's a bad argument. But you're right. Yeah, though, they, well, I don't think that that I, that's the only reference to a, a movie in this entire article is they keep referencing Shaun of the Dead. So I think that might be the only way uh, UK people understand zombies. You know what? Yeah. You know what, listeners, co-hosts, yeah, everyone in between. I want everyone to go on a mission and find a goddamn good list of surviving a zombie apocalypse. We if should you make could our find, own. You, if you could find me that, or if you guys want to make one, we can add to it. Maybe put it on the website. Okay, I think I think we'll start them off. So everyone say say one that they that they would be uh, that they would nominate to be on the ultimate list. Okay, of zombie number one. Number one is don't plead or reason with them. Okay, you're you're <laughs> cut. You're cut from the team. Uh, Lou, go. Uh, make sure you have a bug out bag with supplies that will at least last you a few days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine comes. Mine comes from the zombie survival guide. Can I copy one from that? Yeah, sure. My my favorite one is uh, to wear tight clothing and knives don't need reloading. Well, yeah, that's two, right? But I mean, maybe the tight clothes is just like a fashion statement, so. And no, I mean, it gives you less for them to grab a hold of. What if I don't look good in tight clothes? Rob, I, trust me, Ryan, you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'd probably say, like, some sort of, you know, you mentioned, like, a weapon to defend yourself. Making sure you're comfortable with a weapon. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, sleep with it and get to know it. And, <laughs> oh, you know. God. Just be one with your weapon, but not like that. You know, not you like Second Amendment you? type stuff. Like, you, you know, maybe make it sleep in the uh, other side of the bed or something. I don't know. I think it's time to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. How about you? I think so. All right, let's do it. Hey, man, what the hell is this place? An Abigail home experience. Phase one was a 90% capacity. We're just about to break ground on phase two. So why not just stay here? You could secure the gate. Seems like a lonely place to start a new world. Besides... I prefer Mexico. Lou, were you laughing during my intro clip? I was. Oh. <laughs> I, I was the silliest. That's <laughs> so what? silly. I mean, you know, is it just me or is Nick just like hamming it up? Like he's like, it's not the apocalypse. I got my buddy here from Mexi- Mexico and uh, it's going to be great. I just, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. See what I mean? That's why he's the best part of the show because he gives zero shits. About the apocalypse. He really does, too. Um, episode four kind of took us in a weird direction because maybe I missed something, but I don't remember Nick getting off the boat. Ah! Uh, they, that, okay. They kind of explain that in the episode, but they don't show it. So how? what happened then? Apparently, he made a deal with Strand. Strand wanted to stay on the boat because he wanted to make sure the boat was still there waiting for him, basically. And he sent Nick in his stead with a note to give to the guy. (laughs) Can I just ask one other question that kind of confused me? Okay. Um, Did they go looking for Strand at the end, or did he really only make it that far away from the (laughs) boat? (laughs) I think he really only made it that far away from the boat. Well, it's hypothermia, right? Like, oceans are cold, aren't they? It's just so funny because, like, <laughs> he's in the water for so long. <laughs> he's just floating around, and then she just drives up, and then you see the boat in the background. It's like it's like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> you think you, if you have to go somewhere and you're walking, you're like, 
oh man, how far have I walked? You turn around, you see like the same house that was there, like you felt like an hour ago. <laughs> That's kind of my issue with the show is they don't do a very good job of giving you an idea of the time frame in which things happen because those people boarded the ship during the night, and yet yeah. when Nick comes back with uh, Carlos. It's daytime, and it doesn't. They don't really do a good job of explaining how long things take. Well, he he was he was in a small like a small boat when he left, and it must have been right around Zodiac. like yeah Zodiac. He might have been right around like dusk when everyone was going to bed. Everyone they boarded the ship during the night. They're like, oh, where's Nick? And maybe Nick just took his sweet time getting to shore, like. That's the only explanation because you're right. When he well, when he washes up, it's it's daytime, is it not? Um, no, it's still nighttime. It's nighttime oh. for him at first, and he takes out that walker in the tent, and then it's daytime. And for then him it's after. daytime. So the time, like you're right. Like if you really sit down and think about it, you can kind of see the timeline. But the way the show portrays itself, it it jumps around. Like I say, you see Nick doing his stuff, and then it becomes daytime. Then it like rewinds and goes to the nighttime when they're uh, they're fixing the boat. But it becomes day pretty quickly there too, right? They don't. It doesn't stay nighttime. I th- it feels like. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> what question? Did I ask a question? <laughs> like, I don't know. You just the way you made it sound like it's like it doesn't stay nighttime forever. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stay like nighttime forever. No, but seriously, oh, this is LA, man. Yeah, well, it's. I don't think it, it. They don't really focus on what's going on during the evening because the boat is sort of stuck, right? And they don't have the keys. And <laughs> Strand escapes in the middle of the night too, doesn't he? Like that was that was pretty ridiculous. Like him getting the boat, like paddling away. <laughs> this whole episode was ridiculous, man. Like so. My first question is, how did did you was there a boat that I missed that Nick got to the shore in? No, he, he ditched swam. it. Oh, he swam. But like, wait a minute, like he was. It looked like he was stripped down to almost naked. Oh, he was naked and and swam. You were watching a different show. Than I was. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, here's it the shows thing. him. It shows him wash up on shore and then he gets dressed afterwards. Yeah, but what? So, so what? He okay. Let me get this straight. Small druggy kid. Goes in the water naked, with his clothes and a rubber uh, and a rubber suitcase or whatever. Yeah, a bag they call it these days. And he's fine. He washes up and he's like, "I'm not cold." No, they 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 pick up Strand like what feels like just a couple hours later, and he's like a popsicle. Like, yeah. how does that work? That, that's kind of my. Yeah, well, that's kind I'm of assuming my... he must have had a boat or something, or was Strand maybe dropped him off closer to they, the shore. Strand maybe and him rode halfway, maybe. They met halfway. But that's the problem with the show. You have no idea. Like, you had no idea what he was doing for the longest time. You were just like, why is he here? But it might be nitpicky because I really like this episode. I liked this episode, but it didn't do a good job of explaining to you what was going on. Well... Yeah, I didn't like, like this episode. You didn't like it? I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I liked. It was another set piece, another different so, thing. I will say the thing I liked is we now understand Strand as a character. We thought uh, maybe yeah. he was a drug dealer. Maybe he was a, a, a con artist. You know, we didn't know what the hell he was. Mm-hmm. Now we know where he is and why he's where he came from and why he was in L.A. But do we really know why? Like, 
So basically, he found a guy, got him like drunk, and tried to steal all of his money. And the guy came back for him, and they fell in love. Okay, there's a little bit of that that I don't think you quite understood. It was during that whole scenario takes place during Katrina. Yeah, and he tells the guy he lost his shirt on an investment where he lost everything. So he was stealing the money from the guy so that he could try and get it, it steal money from him and start all over again. No, I, I got that, but okay. like, we don't really understand Strand. We understand kind of where he was right before the apocalypse, but not like right. before that, you know? Right. Well, he's um, a con artist. Yeah, but he's a yeah. weird type of con artist, huh? Yeah, he's a smooth, well, it, talking I, it, con it, artist. He's, he, well, supposedly, from what I understood from the dialogue, is he was a con artist that was trying to go legit and then got screwed because of Katrina. Yeah. Okay. Like so a lot of hardworking people. That's a lot of. Um, okay. So that's enough backstory. But it, it was kind of cool to see a little bit of strands before the apocalypse. And like he actually, if you pay attention, he's um, he actually said a lot of stuff in previous episodes in season one that actually that guy, his lover there, said to him. Right. Uh, like the whole "I obligated you" thing. Like I don't know if you remember that from season yeah. one, which oh, I thought was yeah. kind of a cool throwback. Um, it's, but it's, the whole. It's interesting. I think it humanizes him more, whereas before he kind of was just this mysterious. Well, he was mysterious. Good, he was mysterious. We didn't know what his motivations were, and we thought that maybe he was getting ready to kill them all or throw them all up, off the boat at the at a moment's notice. And his behavior seemed erratic and didn't make sense. But now that we know that he's waiting for his boyfriend in Mexico. It makes more sense why he's in a rush to get back. He yeah. wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. Right. Love makes you do some weird things, guys. <laughs> Just um, out there. The other, the other thing, too, though, is like, so we get introduced to another bad guy, right? Um, Connor. Connor, yeah. Um, who's, I guess, not a bad guy. I guess he's got a big heart, but he takes Travis and the daughter. Okay, can we stop it right there? Because I'm pretty sure if you're, like, splitting up a family and kidnapping people, like, you don't have a heart. Like, that's just, like, you're straight up splitting a family. Like, stealing someone's boat. Like, he is, this is, is this the Fear the Walking Dead bad guy? Like, the first of... Well, that's what I'm worried about. Is the this governor. What is this what we're going to be dealing with now already? Like, pirate stuff? You know, I see pirate stuff here. Well, just like just like you look at survivalists, you look at people who, who you know, want to survive and, and have a, a big boat with lots of water bottles on it. It's it's another thing what happens when, when the shit hits the fan or the world hits the fan, whichever way you want to look at it. There are going to be these people that rise up and say, okay, the world has been reset. I get to be whatever I want. I'm going to be a bad person because guys, believe it or not, like bad people exist now during a world that is not infested with zombies. So you can imagine if, if, yeah, yeah. And what happens is the zombie apocalypse hits and those people come out of the woodwork, especially in the walking dead universe where like every third person is a dipshit. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know. I get the sense that Connor, he feels like he's, He's got this sense of entitlement, kind of, where he he's trying to build the perfect community. Like he, I don't even like Travis got the boat working, so great. Let's take him and uh, the daughter. I guess one of them fancies her, and that's about it. Like, <laughs> right? I don't know. It just seems off to me. Like it's not quite like creating the perfect like saviors group, but it's almost weirdly 
I think cultish. we're meeting. I think we're meeting our first group of people that don't understand the world. Yeah. That that they, they. I think that they think they're bad guys. I think before before this all is said and done, uh, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a bunch of dead people on our hands. Well, my problem is though is that oh, okay. Go ahead, Bob. I, I do have well, something else I to say. No, go for it. Okay, so the raft shows up out of the clear blue, out of nowhere, and the pregnant woman just get starts walking up the ladder. It, my first thought was, this is a trap. Shooter. Well, not shooter. My first thought was, this is a trap. Mm-hmm. You need to pad these people down, and do not bring them in the boat. Leave them outside. Yeah, pregnant people can't walk. That's a trick. Well, no, <laughs> but, but... I, I agree with you. Like, obviously, it's The Walking Dead. Something's going down. Like, what it, they like? Do I shoot? Do I shoot? Like, you leave the two most naive people on the boat to um, watch. Like, Strand would have been down there with the machine gun. Like, I need to check your belly, and you know, I need to make sure there's no machine guns up there. You know, like he would have been right up in there. But he was. I don't know where he. He must have been busy with Nick. He or, was up top. He was captaining the ship. No, he went into the safe and went and get to, went to go get his gun, and there was no ammo in it. Because Daniel took all the ammo. Salazar. And, yeah. And so he said, screw it. He jumped in a raft and rode away. Yeah. If Salazar's going to take my <laughs> clip, I'm going to go. go. You just, just the logic of that is like, he's like, oh, shit. No bullets? <laughs> paddle, paddle, paddle. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> so my problem with the show so far, though, is I get – so right now in The Walking Dead – you need to have bad groups of people that do bad things because the apocalypse has been going on for quite a while now. And this is what you do to survive. But this shit just started. And you're telling me that there's already people that are out there killing people and taking them and doing all this stuff like that that quick of a turnaround? Yeah, that that's kind of my issue with this show in general is the military guys went crazy at like – it. it from what we gathered, we don't know how long they they didn't do a good job of explaining to us how long they were held up in those houses. But it didn't seem like anything had been going on for more than a week or two. Yeah, at most. And at that point, the military was going out and shooting people. Yeah, like like not just zombies. It, it, they would go, were going into houses and shooting people. I, I think because, you, I think you guys misunderstand how uh, screwed up the world is, according to Kirkman's no, mind. Like I. I and, no, Ryan, I get it. I get the world screwed up, but I just also feel like it's too soon to be adding in characters that are kidnapping people from their families to build communities and well, the, and whatnot. The, the main reason that's an issue is because they're skipping so much other great stuff they could be covering. I had this conversation uh, actually with my boss at work, and it was like, it's like the the show is good. It's dealing with some cool stuff that would possibly happen the six in the six months before Rick wakes up. You know, when people do have to kill and and know to survive, they have to be careful. They they are still dealing with those things, but they're dealing with things that probably shouldn't be around till season three, if not early four. Some of these things, like the plane crash, was a great example of a set piece that it will, would exist within the first couple months of the zombie or no like the first couple weeks of the zombie apocalypse like she survived by on that island by eating supplies plane crash probably close to if to if not shortly after the zombies started to sort of take over 
that was a great episode and sort of worked it worked within a level that would never work in the walking dead unless it was a flashback because you can't do planes crashing in the walking dead but you look at this episode and it's like this is like governor light you know he needs an eye patch and he's set right and it's it's almost like you're skipping some really great fodder uh, uh for the show by jumping straight to we need the bad guy that's why the ratings are low I we need a bad guy f- I, I i feel like they're misinterpreting what the purpose of this show is they is could weird. be doing they could be doing so much more yeah and they're trying to make this really walking dead too like well, i i get that it's called fear the walking dead but they could be telling a different type of story well the, the thing is, the thing is is that they're the ones that came up with the spin-off no one really was begging for this it's just we need some we need more walking dead which is great i love the walking dead it, it makes this show awesome you know it's super easy get in here talk about your favorite show get out bam go to bed it's good stuff but what I'm saying is, like, they're the ones that came out and said, this is this is going to be the show that focuses on the early days of the apocalypse. And they're skipping, like, someone told me, it would have been great to know more about why the army is carpet bombing a city. Like, it would be great to see more of the army evacuating people. And we I got a bit wanna, of that, but I not I want to see zombies, man. Like, I want to see people dealing with zombies. Like, remember the first season and even most of the second season of The Walking Dead was mostly zombie based right yeah mm-hmm. had a little bit of herschel controversy but it wasn't like they were bad people like meeting bad people doing bad things they met herschel who does things differently you know and right. like the biggest struggle was dealing with the walkers and you know t- taking care of that and shame. i gotta say i gotta say one of my favorite episodes from the first season of walking dead is the epi- is the is the episode where Someone steals their bag of guns, hmm. and they hunt them down to get their guns back. And they think that they're gang members, and they're getting ready for a fight. And when they get there, they realize that the gang members aren't gang members. They're taking care of old people in a nursing home. And that the guns were there to help them defend the nursing home. I don't remember and that, that was, It's one of the first episodes. It's like episode four or five, I think, of the uh, episode four of the first season and yeah it's a really interesting unique episode because they do this build-up like it's gonna be a battle it's gonna be a war and nobody gets killed the the whole situation turns into a like this whole build-up and then there's this this release where it's like oh we got ready for a fight and there was nothing here and i feel like that they there's so many of those possible moments in fear the walking dead that they could be giving us and they're not. They're just going, okay, uh, numbers are dying off and people are complaining that this show isn't action-y enough. All right, we got to set them up with a bad guy. Well, that's, and that's the thing, too. I think what the problem is is let's look at characters. The only ones I think people as a majority like are Strand, <clears throat> Nick, Nick, and maybe Travis, too. But that's about it. Maybe some people like um, Salamander. <laughs> Sa- Salazar, come on. I know. You're right. Um, so um, maybe some people enjoy his character, but for me, it's basically just Nick and Strand are the only two characters that I'm kind of like, my issue, my issue was, is in the first season, I really liked Madison as a character, Mm -hmm. the teacher that's trying to, that, that sees the world turning into what it is and is doing everything she can to protect her family. But 
so far this season, she doesn't seem to be able to make any decisions. When last season, she was the only one making decisions. She, she impaled a guy with a crowbar. That was her, right? Well, yes. Chris helped. It, well, yeah, no, and, it took, and it took forever to get to that point. Yeah, well, an episode of being, like, taken hostage. I mean, let's cut her some slack. I, no. I, okay, come on. Like, I, I I, like the characters are introducing, like, introducing more characters around Strand and, and not having him just be this two-faced villain is, is, is great and kind of shows that Strand has a heart. He's, he is bringing these people with him because they helped him and he's helping them. And that's yes. why they're trying. They're all trying to get into Mexico now. The new dude that they that Nick finds. That's some great interactions between the two. Like it's. I don't mind that stuff. I like yeah, that I know. stuff. I, exactly. But what I'm saying is, there's some there's some greatness to the episode. And I'm and by all means, I'm not saying it's setting up for a really great episode. All I'm saying is that if they keep heading down this path, they're they're eventually they eventually need to get to a point where they they are done setting up. You know, they've got these new characters. They've got a goal in mind. They're trying to get to Mexico to, for Strand to, to, to meet up with his his uh, very, very good close friend. I, I probably They're probably uh, married in some fashion, correct? Civil? I don't know. It, is it legal in... Uh, where are they from? Los Angeles? I don't know. You guys tell me. They're, they're in Mexico. Is it legal in Mexico? I have no idea. I think everything's legal in Mexico at this point. Okay, so they're um, they are they are boyfriend and boyfriend, and they seem very good together, very compatible. Uh, they're both con artists, I think. I think I gathered that. Did I did I gather that? No, he's the other guy's not a con artist. He's a senator. Uh, he's a building tycoon. Oh, so it's the same thing. They're both con artists, and uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's great, and I think it's awesome. And when that guy, the other guy came on board, the sniper dude, and he was like taking them out, that's like the first time we've seen kind of senseless murder, which I'm, I, the way I said that sounded like I was like, yeah, but it's really interesting to see that again, like we're talking about these evil people rising up. Like, let's talk about that dude straight up sniped two people like from a floating boat. Exactly. Yeah. Which do you have any idea how hard that is? Very hard. It's impossible in battlefield. No one can do it. Except Russians. Maybe he's Russian. I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that it's getting there, guys. It's getting well, there. I, it, it, it is. I'm, my hope is is that in the next episode or two, we get a resolution with these these people, with this new villain, mm-hmm. and he gets wrapped up in the next couple episodes. You think that quickly? I, I think they have to. I don't think we can get an entire season of them dealing with these new guys that just showed up. I think that they're a, a, a stopping point. My guess would be that we stay on the boat for the rest of the season, and by the end of the season, we're almost to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, I you, think that that's where they're going. I think the issue is going to be when they get to Mexico, what does the world look like? Is it any better in Mexico? And I think we're going to get to Mexico and get a different view exactly. of the zombie apocalypse. And that's the great part, is that they are going places with this with yes. the season. They're not literally doing laps around Atlanta. It's going to be fantastic. And when they get to Mexico, and I, I mean, are you guys as like, about them saying, oh, we're never going to get across the border? Like, come on. They're probably going to get across the border, no problem. Like, is there going to be... I, I, I have uh, uh, what I w- would like to see, but I don't think we're going to get. I would love to see them get to the border 
and expect there to be trouble and the border be empty because everybody's dead. Yeah. Well, uh, like, I think that that would be a really neat thing. Like, I would love to see an argument after they rescue Travis. I would love to see, like, this argument of, like, how are we going to get everybody across? Well, we'll have to negotiate. We'll have to bribe. Da, 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 da. And when they get to the border, everybody's dead. And then being like, oh, so we wasted half an episode fighting about something that doesn't matter. I think that that would be interesting. What if... Fear the Walking Dead is set in the alternate future where Donald Trump wins the presidency and he builds a wall. What about the 462 girl? Yeah, she's gone. She, I'm like, telling no, you. She's no, no, she's not. She's back. You think Connor kidnapped her? And they're going to yes. find her in there? And like, dude, uh, that strand guy's have, a dick. Have you, have you read the description of what happens in the next episode? No, can you read it to me? Yeah, tell me. You but just, don't tell the listeners. It's just, That's a big spoiler. Just whisper it. Just whisper it. Uh, whisper. According to... According to what I read on IMDb, Travis is going to be reunited with somebody uh, that we've previously met, which I'm assuming is Alex. Unless it's the... Hmm. the, uh, No, because they've killed just about anybody that's double-crossed them. What if it's the army guy? Or did they kill him? Yeah, he beat him up and he left him. Maybe it's that guy. Maybe know. you're probably right. You're right. Like this show has been super she's, predictable. She, she's she's listed in the listing of characters in the episode. So oh, okay, I'm yeah, assuming I, it's it's just so, it would just be so funny to have this giant event of, you know, like well we're gonna do this thing we're gonna put it in the commercials of The Walking Dead. Then we're gonna add this character to Fear the Walking Dead, and then freak. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it was such an epic sort of like cut loose moment by Strand and, and kind of. And that's the thing with Strand. Everything that's been happening so far made him look heartless, but really he was just doing it to protect himself and uh, his boyfriend. The only reason I hesitate is I don't know his name, and I should really be calling him by his name, or if they're married. Are they married? I don't know. Um, But that's the guy he's been talking to on the phone, right? We've been talking. He's been talking to Carlos that they were coming to pick up. Oh. Yeah, That's and the thing is, is they weren't. He wasn't expecting. Also, also, how? Okay, uh, were, am I the only one that saw all those empty houses and no zombies and thought, "Man, why don't they just stay here?" Well, that's what Nick yeah. said. That was the intro yeah, well, to this episode. Right. I know, I know that that's what Nick said. But before he even said it, all I kept thinking was, "Get everybody off the boat. Let's get here. There's walls." Like, yeah, but and that's the thing. Like that's where they all could stay, and then. Strand could go to Mexico, you know. That's what I was thinking: is how much how much more interesting would this show be if Strand says he's going to leave and and leaves them there, and they have to defend an empty town or an empty suburb with a wall? Mm, yeah, yeah. But I I I do I do think you know you're right. If Flight Four Sixty Two chick comes back, she's the one that probably was caught drifting by Connor, and they picked her up, and then they put her in the cell and. And uh, Burn Bieber is uh, is probably gone. Like we're not going to see him. Uh, yeah, I- I'm assuming he's dead at this point. Yeah, I I mean, I think that's a solid prediction because you're right. Like the moment of cutting her loose was kind of this like oh shit moment. And that and again, that's the moment you get based on where they're at in the apocalypse. Like Stranded isn't a cold blood blooded killer, but if he just lets them drift off into sea and and hopefully find land, like. That's like one of those 
you're not staying here, but you don't have to go home moments. That's, but if it were further in on the apocalypse, it's like, we don't need this crap. And then machine gun the inflatable raft. Like, yeah, it, it's, so there are these moments where the writers are showing restraint to do like a cool character moment and finding other ways to show those cool character moments while keeping intact how far they are into this new world. Um, but maybe more, some people are kind of crossing the line sooner than others because they're seeing that this isn't getting any better. Like the government's fallen. There's no uh, running body. It's just kind of like every man for themselves, right? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of forgive that. But then again, I, I do kind of think what stories are they missing out on because they've rushed past that point? Uh, we'll never know unless they do a comic about it. <laughs> I don't know. We got we got some time to decide on whether or not this show's going the right way. At first I thought it was and now this episode's really making me wonder. It wasn't boring. Uh, Can we at least say that? Like the first two episodes were boring. This was actually like there was stuff to see happening. Wasn't boring, but I'd rather I'd rather just You'd rather be bored. No, 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 my 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 biggest takeaway from this was I was really happy to see the angry kid that took them all hostage get killed. I was like, wow, this guy's a real jerk. He was a dick. And jerks in The Walking Dead tend to last way too many episodes. Oh, they killed him off already? Awesome. He's not even dead. He's just got, like, rust poisoning from that weird, like, thing they shoved in him. Like, he's going to die, that went through obviously. His, that, that went through his chest, dude. He's dead. Oh, oh no, no. He's died. I don't think he's dead. He was like, in the preview for the next episode, he says, like, they're going to come for me. <laughs> You're dead. Like, he was still alive. He just got a thing for his chest. <laughs> Now, maybe yeah. the show is ridiculous. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. It's yeah. I <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> we could we could probably go on and on and on, but we won't do that tonight. We can't. Do Ryan's that. tired. Let's get I, let's get this let's get the wrap up going on here, guys. Sure. You know what though? I do want to hear from our listeners though. First, yeah. like not right now, but you know what do you what are your thoughts so far on Fear the Walking Dead? Is it living up to some hype? Do you like it? What do you think would make it better? You know, just. What do you what do you guys think? I like it. I'm not asking you. Oh, you're asking the listeners? Yeah. Okay. Maybe while they're at it, while they're telling us how much they I, I would be interested to hear, you know, some diehard uh, Walking Dead fans as to whether they enjoyed the season the, the season so far of Fear the Walking Dead. I think we'd be pleasantly surprised um that the last two episodes sparked some interest, but I would also like to know if they could ask the busy lom- zombie, the busy z- zombie lord. <laughs> Ask the busy zombie lord a question. I think that would be fantastic because uh, we haven't tested his skills in a while. So, listeners, it's on you. It's on them. You want me to keep going? Yeah, man. I'm just going to finish the. All right, let's finish this, is what this you up. Do. Okay. Well, we're going to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast where you can go there to support the show. We're so close to our $15 milestone. It's not a lot of money, but it's going to have us organize in a Voltron-style fashion to stream video games. I haven't played the new Michonne game, Episode 3, and I stand by my word that if we hit that milestone and I haven't played it yet, boom, we're going to play it live. And all three of us are going to watch All three of us are going to watch me play it, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe we'll play Left 4 Dead. So that's patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You can listen to us live on Alpha Geek channel one, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday nights. Uh, or you can catch uh, channel three where we are played in the archive 24-7. 
Finally, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com for more episodes and other links like our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at zombiespodcast. Like us on Facebook. Plus one us on Google+. Plus. Does that even exist? Who knows? Can't prove anything. If you want to follow individual hosts, you can find myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the awesome artwork that you're looking at right now with your personal audio playing device. If you want more artwork from Joel, go to joelduggan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Lou Page. Any last words before we get out of here? Be ready. I have some things to say about Walking Dead Michonne. I'm not going to play episode three. I won't play the game because I don't want you to hurt it anymore, Lou. Uh, Is that you or my soundboard? Just quit (laughs) again. Why does he keep doing every episode? Tech support. Tech support. Uh need to make them sick. Bitch nuts. Actually don't have a a joke because I'm a huge douchebag. There. Perfect. We did it. Bazooba! Bazooba, Bazooga, Bazoongi. Hey, you made it. You What's did that it, guy's Ryan. name again? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I like this. Uh, you're definitely not rubbing that stench on my leather interiors. <laughs> <laughs>